Hello, and welcome to Wyvern and Weirdo's Fathomless, the D&D podcast set in the world of Fiello. I'm your Dungeon Master, Darby, and joining me as always are Eddie playing Tibble, Mitch playing Neris, and Joe playing Alton. Let's jump into it. Where we last left off, the Polaris crew dealt with the aftermath of losing Janus, with Tibble addressing the crew before searching Janus's quarters with Neris for any potential clues. After sending Fishman off ahead for reconnaissance, the remaining senior officers, along with junior navigator Nizen Kolil, made their way to shore to investigate the disappearance of Aldrin Forbray. So, um, I believe there are a couple of quick moments uh, before uh, the reaching the shore that uh, people wanted to cover. I think, Neris, there was uh, something you wanted to cover first, and then we'll go to what Alton wanted to cover. Uh, yes. So, um, Neris, after his uh, conversation with the captain, um, will retreat back into his quarters, grab a couple of notes, um, look through a, a provision list, which he's uh, jotted down the night previously, um, and will retreat into the, the small area that is sort of the, the treasury, um, will retrieve a small pouch of coin um, from the ship's stock and will also just grab uh, maybe a little bit of um, his coin as well um, from underneath, um, from one of his uh, desk drawers, um, as it is in dire need of replenishment after last night. Most of yesterday afternoon, Naris was uh, locked in his study, performing a lot of various means of study and um, almost meditation in a way, um, sort of gazing off into the um, the divining orb as he usually does. Um, but later on into the evening, as the sun has very readily set um, a long time previous. He will retreat from his quarters down to the um, the ship's mess where the rest of the um, the rest of the crew are essentially, and he will engage in something that he does every now and then usually after a mission is completed um but he figures it's probably a good time to do so now um and he will without speaking just sort of pull over a little barrel um plonk it down into the middle of the mess hall sit down at a table um pull out a set of dice and uh, six wooden cups, place them on the table and the equivalent of about 
uh, nine, probably 10 gold worth of silver and copper pieces in a small bag on the table as well. And he will um, engage in, in several games of dice for probably an hour and a half, two hours or so with the rest of the crew um, to raise morale. Um, and he will leave very satisfied having uh, used all 10 uh, gold pieces spread out amongst the crew in their winnings. And he will go to sleep. And then the next morning he'll go back up to his quarters, replenish the coin pouch that he has. Um, and we'll go and stand at the front of the, um, or we'll, we'll sit on, uh, sort of like the railing at the front of the, um, the ship and begin to, uh, stare into the divining orb as he attempts to concentrate and try and hone in on the position of a certain individual. But before that happens, we can cut to someone else. Um, I think, so Alton, did, when was it that you wanted to do your thing? Was it before um, the trip across or during yeah, the trip Yeah, yeah, I was just going to describe what Alton was doing while yeah. Neris and Tibble went off to chat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Alton would have just probably headed off to um, get his weapons and supplies ready and would have ended up walking to the same place with uh, Nizen. Is that how it's pronounced? Yep. Yes, Nizen. Excellent. So there's casually um, going along, getting weapons and such, and Nizen is a deep elf as well. So Alton yeah. would be like, so uh, Nizen, uh, haven't, haven't spoken much. Um, from the Underdark or the surface? Uh, first generation surface raised. Um, it's still the garden. Navora. I see, I see. Huh. Have you ever, ever been to the Underdark? Uh, once or twice uh, to, to visit family, make pilgrimages, that kind of thing. That's... Are you from the yeah, Underdark? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Um. Yeah, yeah. It's been been centuries though. Um oh he um and then he um switches into undercommon. Uh, it's uh you know, uh, people more, more tend to um try to speak to me in Elvish. And my Elvish is absolutely horrific. <laughs> Barely exists, and yes. his undercommon is is actually kind of a little bit like posh. Yes, it um barely, barely exists, <laughs> but um no no uh that's good to meet a fellow drow I suppose um I don't know when 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 you went to the Underdarker, what was it like? Did it feel like a, a totally different world? Not entirely. Just um, just in encased in a rock and that. 
<laughs> more than uh, more than the open space. But I guess uh, from what I gather, it depends on where in the underdark you go. Yeah, for sure, it's a it's a varied place. But yeah, no, that's that's a clever way of putting it. I remember when I first went out to the surface, it was um, looked up at the sky, and the first thing I saw was that bloody fucking sun, which I would eliminate in an instant if I could. Love migraines. Um, but also just the huge expanse of the sky that, that changes and the, the water falling from the sky, the clouds, the thunder, the lightning. It, goodness, it seemed like this whole new world, this strange place. It must be so different. But then you meet the people and everyone's the same, aren't they? Uh, people are always the same, no matter where you go. <laughs> That's right. It's, uh, it's, they it's pretty of, predictable. They mix of saints and assholes and everyone in between. <laughs> You're right on that one. <laughs> and he goes back to Colin. So do you want to make a bet? Uh, I'm betting that this explorer fellow, <laughs> what do you reckon that he's either six feet under or he has uh, run off with a new family and is calling himself Dave now and doesn't want to be found. You four are against that one. <laughs> so, so one silver. I take that bet. So, if he's if he's just uh, what if he's just lazing around or uh. Yeah. So I bet he's just lacing around. Uh, so I guess I. <laughs> do you think he's like actually in danger or something? Yeah, I could see it. Sure. One silver. Let's see. Shake on him. All right. Shakes your hand. Excellent, though. Here's to a good, good travel together. All right. Here's to it. Um, all right. And now that final thing you wanted to cover. So Neris is um, focusing on this uh, divining orb, which is sort of fading in and out with a, a sort of like a gray smoke um which does change to like a light blue hue with soft tinges of red in it um as there is a connection made and Neris is going to um under duress cast sending to Loren. Lorraine, my captain wishes to call in the favor with your captain. I also wish to exchange knowledge regarding magical capabilities. 
reply at earliest convenience. And he will wait. There's a pause. And then he would hear, Neres, followed by a pause long enough that much like iambic pentameter, it counts as its own word. You must be desperate. I can't speak on behalf of me, Captain, but I think we can make arrangements. What do you need? I don't want to do this at all. <laughs> and Neris kind of has this orb that he looks at and kind of rotates around in his hand a little bit. Um, and that little thread of red just keeps pulsing and no matter where he rotates it, it's always front and center looking at him. <clears throat> and he reforges that connection after a very long period of time, maybe like a, like a full minute um, of thinking and just like beating his head into this orb. Mind um, <laughs> goes, okay. You are to seek information pertinent to the sin seekers. Location background, size. Also, what do you know about storm elementals? There's another pause. And this time when she replies, you can almost feel through the connection as if she got bored of waiting and started eating food. So there's sort of this, like, background. that She's not on purpose doing this, but there is just, like, that sound of someone trying to talk through a mouthful of food for the first couple of words as she goes, Sinseekers? Well, they sound fun at least. I'll do what I can. As far as elementals go, that's a conversation this spell can't cover. And then there would probably be another minute pause when Neris probably sits there once again, banging his head into his little orb. And then there would be that presence at the back of his mind of the spell being cast in return. But there would be this sense of, he knows from what he has seen of Loren that her ma all of her magic carries this element of the storm, this smell of the sea. This has none of that. He, with Neris's intelligent knowledge of magic, he can probably tell this is cast via a scroll. As he would hear in his head. If you want to talk storms, 
uh, sorry, uh, or is it? if you want to, if you want to talk storms, Solalanti, we can make we can make an arrangement to meet our crews. This isn't something I broadcast, so you'll have to ask me nicely. Reply. <laughs> so there is a reply um, that is in the same way that you can't sort of hear the chewing, but you understand it's there. Uh, you can also hear almost a very distinct gritting of teeth. Um, as Neris responds, are you eating right now? Do what you can for the sin seekers, and we shall arrange a meeting for the rest. Oh, my, and the, it, yeah, it cuts off as he's like mid talking partly to himself. He, Loren does not use a scroll to cast another sending, but I think Neris knows in his soul that she's laughing at him. <laughs> and in return, I'm sure Loren would know that Neris spends the rest of the day just frowning. <laughs> Absolutely. It's what most men do after they meet me, actually, so I'm not surprised. Alison's just like, oh, Neris, you're looking your normal self. All right. So the four uh so Tibble, Neris, Alton, and and Nizen begin to make their way uh to shore. And as you reach uh Akron, um you see it you're able to um get off your uh rowboat and see from from the beach um that there's a small settlement um probably only a minute or two's walk away um small village um Judging from the size of it, uh, it would, you would guess that it would be lucky to have a population in the low hundreds. Um, it's almost, almost like an English hamlet style, um, with, uh, with a hilly green landscape, um, and you see it sits at the mouth of this uh 
somewhat sizable green uh, verdant forest, um, which from what you can judge here seems to make up the majority of the horizon, like the, the, the majority of what you can see of the island seems to be overtaken by this, this forest. Um, Alton, you notice that, and you would, you would be particularly familiar with this scent, um, and you have the passive perception to pick up on it, um, but uh, there's a sulfurous smell that you would recognize both from your work in the kitchen and some of your work with uh, firearms. Um, it's not something, as far as firearms are concerned, sulfur is not something you get to work with often because it tends to be used in um, more refined uh, forces, which you don't always have the funds for, yeah. but you still recognize the scent definitely as being sulfurous. It kind of looks a bit far away for a moment. They, they make machinery here? Oh. Hmm. How much do we uh, do we know about this place, Sybil? Not an awful lot, lad. It's uh, vastly unexplored, Acheron, uh, especially by members of the Hydra. It's a bit of an enigma, this place. No, no, yeah, of course. Is there something you're picking up, lad? Oh, no, I just thought I... Uh, smell of... It's not a bit like some old um, factories. A bit like gunpowder. That's all for a smell. I, um, and you, you see Tibble. <laughs> yeah, you see Tibble. Um, he brings out his little notepad, and he, um, you see him scratch at the top of the page, and it. it I will note. Um, this notepad is, and his um, enchanted quill are sized down for Tibble. So this notepad um, in the hands of one of the um, bigger folk, um, by which I mean bigger than Tibble, um, would be like one of those pocket journals. Um, but for him is almost a full-size journal. Not quite, but almost like a full-size journal. And likewise, the pen is clearly um, crafted specifically for um, the smaller races. Um, and so you scratch, uh, you see him scratch at the top of the page um, in quite pointy um, writing, Acheron. Um, and uh, you see just a shorthand of sulfur smell um upon arrival and a couple of you see him jot down another couple of quick notes just uh, um to do with the shore and he does um start speaking um as he's doing like a little sketch of almost like a, the start of a map outline 
Um, and she's like, all right, well, um, I guess this settlement is as good a place as any to start our investigation. Um, I am going to very quickly ask some of the wee folk um, upon the edges of the forest to uh, go out in search of our dear friend, uh, Fishman, just to see if they've seen the likes of him or if they can bring him to us and let him know of our whereabouts. Um, now, you would both be aware, um, both because of sailing with Tibble, but also because of your own um, pets, that Tibble can speak to small creatures. <laughs> um, so it's very clear what he means by this. Um, and he uh, turns to the three of you and he's like, Nereslad, I'd like for you to take point. Um, if you can start for the settlement, maybe see if you can find who the uh, most senior person is there and we can begin questioning to see if anyone has... Um, sorry, I, I should have had the uh, mission stat up. Um, apologies, that one is on me. Um, See if anyone has heard of or knows anything about the whereabouts of Elden Forbray, if he's passed through this area. I shall be back with you shortly. I'll see if the wee folk know anything about, uh, well, Eldrin as well. Though I, many of them don't really learn names uh, unless they're traveling with folks. Like, well, young toad and young rat. They're very clever. All right. Well, I'll return shortly. And you see Tibble, um, he finishes his little um, sketching and he tucks his notepad um, back into, like he's got a little pocket on the inside of his vest. Um, and he gets on all fours and scampers out to the forest and disappears. Very well, let us head into the settlement. All right then. Talking to people. Don't know why I didn't think this through. <laughs> okay. So, um, Going into the settlement itself, there's most most of the housing is small, um, and even the stuff that isn't small isn't that much larger than the bulk of it. Um, you see, most of the folk here are um, avarian in nature, uh, humanoid um, humanoids who resemble in part uh, various bird uh bird like creatures um with uh with arms but also wings out the back and the wings seem to be functional as you see some of them um flying uh short distance to to get places 
Okay. Um, besides all the uh, variants, there's one figure that sticks out um, as a little different. Um, an incredibly tall figure, around seven feet tall, uh, taller than even Fishman. Um, their appearance or heritage isn't immediately apparent. They're heavily clothed in different shades of black. A blackened leather apron, goat, tattered cloak, uh, coat, sorry, tattered cloak, gloves, boots, and a black and gold tricorn on their head. Their face obscured by a pointed white mask that looks a bit like a bird. Like a plague doctor mask in our world. Uh, although the lenses appear to be illuminated with a bright light. Um, it is clear from the lack of wings on their back that they are not a Varian, like the rest of the uh, apparent population of the settlement. So, where would we like to begin? I guess we're just gonna ask. What was it like? The oldest person? That's that's a weird. Mm. I mean, we could always ask because that figure over there was a pretty hat. Yeah, yeah, they look fun. I respect the mask and everything. I mean, it could only go well. I'm sure. <laughs> sure thing. All right. So. Who will be doing the talking? Hmm. I can do the talking. That's all right. I think that would be a wonderful idea. Thank you for volunteering. That is good of you. No problem. No problem. Uh, all right. Let's go. And little five foot two, but taller with the hat and boots, Alton will walk up to this very tall figure. But hey there, uh, visitor here. Can I ask you some questions? And the figure will look down at Alton, quite far down. Um, so they are probably got like they're carrying some sort of like uh, boxes. Um, and the like the kind of like lamp like the little lamp lights behind the lenses kind of blink for a moment. Um and they will say, um greetings, what brings you to Ackerman Island? We don't get strangers too often. Do you require medical assistance? What is it that you require? Oh wait. Uh, interesting voice there. Medical assistance. You're a medic. Yes. Well, damn, me too. Nice to meet you. Oh, a fellow doctor. Good to meet you. What is your name? Uh, Alton Bainrun. And yours? Alton Bainrun. A uh, position of service? The medic? Uh, doctor. Dr. Alton Bainrun. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, we could say that. Uh, <laughs> And yeah. they kind of seem to pause for a moment um, as if registering something and then just nod 
Um, good, Dr. Elton Bainron. Uh, my name is Rue Friday. I am medic and other things here on Ackerman Island. Excellent. <laughs> Whoever named you, did they have a, a big dislike for Fridays? <laughs> a big, big dislike for Fridays? I Rue don't quite Friday. know. My comment might be playing with me. Sorry, no, um, that must not be a term of phrase here. <clears throat> no, fair, fair. Well, huh. well, um, me and my friend here, we were looking for whoever the, the, the elder of this community is. How would An you elder? To you wish to require knowledge here? Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. I'm um, looking for someone. And they kind of like poke their like little beaked face, so like turning a sort of a sharp movement, which would be very us usual for a bird. Um, looking and look over narrows. What is your companion's name and position of service? Atom will look over to Neris to see if he's going to introduce himself. Um, and Neris will. Speak? I am. Quartermaster Neris Solalanti of the Polaris. Quartermaster Neris Solalanti of the Polaris. You are from a ship. That would make sense as a boat, of course. It's a ship. Um, <clears throat> so, where are you local? Of course, I am. I've lived on Akron Island for 18 years. They're only able to speak for 15. I can show you around if you require. Wait, only, only able to speak for 15? Yes. I was conscious. Damn, medical thing? That's... We're uncertain. We don't need to get into that. Tests were suggested, but I did not allow it, and my caretaker did not allow it. It will require a great deal of uh, surgery that I was not consenting to. That's fair. No, that's that's good that they listen then. Well, right. Well, have you, um, if you're quite knowledgeable about this island, um, I don't know, have you, have you happened to come across some explorer fellow, a man called Eldrin Forbray? And uh, Rue sort of like turns their head to one side and has a, like, seems to con consider that. I will think on this a moment. And they have a ponder. Have they heard of that name before, Darby? Yes. <laughs> um, cool. It is the uh, human who has been... Um, kind of hold up at the board house uh, for probably the past three months. Excellent. Occasionally going into the forest, although less frequently of late. Okay, and so they, they would know like the, the area, like well, what, where was it boarded again? Um, the board house. The board um, house. So, yes. Yes, I do know that. that no, do know that name. He he has um, 
been boarding at the boardhouse for a while and been venturing into the forest, quite frequently, although less of late. That is what I know and what I have observed. Oh. That, that's wonderful news, um, excellent. So he seems to be just living there of his own, his own volition. And Alton kind of makes a point to look at Nazan like, uh, the bear? I believe so. I am not completely familiar with him, of course. I am still working on being comforting and sociable around others. Things have changed. I could potentially take you to him. Otherwise, if you still seek an elder, it depends on what kind. There is a mayor or a local priestess, but I could take you to the boarding house. Post-haste, if you wish. Is your intent good or ill? I'd say it's good. Don't know what he would think, but yeah, no, we're just trying to help him. You'd say it's good. Yeah, and they kind of like look over, they can probably see the Polaris doctor on, on the island and then just like look back over Alton and Nero's. You have travelled a long way to find him. Uh, yes. Interesting. We heard he's in trouble. I'm going to roll an insight check on Alton. Go for it. As you do that, it's probably around about now that Tibble um, makes it into So they kind Sienna. of just like, just seem like they're just quiet for a moment, just kind of just nodding mm. the um the, the mask. Um, Tibble would scamper up on his all fours and then stand up um, and he'd look to Alton, Neris, and uh, Nizen. Is that how it's yes, pronounced? Nizen. Yep. Nizen, yep. Um, and he'd be like, ah, I see you've made a new friend. Haven't made the acquaintance. Captain Tibble Clover of the Polaris. Ah, oh, Captain Tibble Clover of the Polaris. So you're a, a relative or you must be Neris's captain then. And also Aye. an acquaintance of Dr. Alton Vainrun? I I most certainly am. Uh, doctor. Dr. Alton, yes. It is always good to meet That's a fellow enough. doctor and medic. Oh, a doctor yourself, Arya. Yes, of a fashion. Doctor or nurse, whichever is preferable and makes a patient more comfortable. I am Rue Friday. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. I will also note while Rue is regarding all these people, because I've approached them to talk to him, um, I can imagine probably most of the other avian kind of uh, locals, I don't know whether they'd be looking at the newcomers suspiciously. They might be looking at Rue a little bit like, we're not going to intervene into this directly yeah. as well. I won't yeah. speak for Darby as the NPCs, but that's yeah. the kind of vibe you'll get off from these birds around this incredibly tall individual. Um, I would say, Neris, you probably have enough of a passive 
insight to pick up that um, they're looking over at you with like a curiosity of like, oh, there's strangers here. And then as soon as they see that you're engaged with, uh, well, some of them, not all of them, but there are some of them that as soon as they see that you're engaged with Rue, um, seem to have, there's, there's a flash of almost disdain. Yeah. <laughs> Neris begins to focus on that a little bit more. Interesting. Meanwhile. <laughs> so you are all here aboard Akron Island to search for the same person? Or are you here for other reasons? To train or to barter or to observe? Well, uh, friend, I believe we're here for a little bit of all of it, I guess. Uh, young Neris here is, uh, well, more uh, focused on those sorts of things. Uh, however, yes, our main objective be to find Elden Fabray. I see. And that pause is, um, that wasn't me pausing, that was Tim yeah. pausing. The doctor also mentioned this. I may be able to assist. He has been staying at the boarding house here on Akron Island for some time. Ah, excellent. Most wonderful. Seems we already have a place. Shall we uh, attend to ship matters first, nurse? If you all wish to continue investigating, I can conduct my trade. I can expedite that if you wish. And I will meet up with you once you have engaged with the adventurer. Ah, don't be silly, lad. At least one of us will come with you. Out in Nysden. Maybe you can go with our new friend to uh, see uh, Eldrin. And Neris and I will get provisions for the ship. Yeah, sure thing. How should uh, we approach talking to him? Like if he doesn't want to come with us or... Well, our mission was to locate him. And we found him. I guess ask why he hasn't reported back to the Hydra. Fair, fair. And uh, if he doesn't want to come with us or give that information... We found him. Nice. Sounds good. Maybe I'll, I don't know, get him to sign something. I'll probably like I, that. A declaration of sorts. Sure. All right. Well, you can trust me. I'll get it done. I, I know I can, lad. You look after young Nison. 
Of course. So, uh, Rue, you lead Alton and Nizen off to the boardhouse. They are noticeably very quiet while Tibble's giving Alton these um, instructions. Um, but he does lead them to, um, yeah, kind of like leads over the wandering. They're pretty quiet unless they will engage Rue in direct um, conversation. Um, but it seems to be more that they're observing um, what those, what Alton and the other uh, deep elf uh their general business, um, and they did like leave leave another long glance at both Nerys and Tibble before they turned around, um, and he led them yeah further on. All right. Um. And yeah. So. Yeah. So you um, reach the boarding house. It's like it doesn't take long. It's a small, very small village. Um. And Rue leads you in. Um, do you announce them at all, Rue, or do you just? Do I? I would vaguely at least know the um the person that runs the boarding house that would be at yes. the desk. Or imagine it's kind of like are most of the buildings like they'd be quite like driftwood kind of like buildings, or they're more like brick heavier. Uh, most mostly like um, most mostly wooden housing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you you know from your time here that uh there there are people whose primary job like there's there's not a lot of people here, but there are enough mm-hmm. to go into the forest and get what they need in terms of food, in terms of yeah. wood. Um Yeah, so most of them are and, constructed by that. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, so Rue so would nod yeah. to so the... So wooden um, walls, thatch roof. We're here. I told you it wasn't a long walk. And then they kind of, like, look a bit hesitant as they, like, go in, but then they kind of, like, um, nod at Alton and at the other crewmate and then sort of um, just open the door with, like... Kind of like again, gloved hands, but they have sort of like their longest, sort of like elongated kind of fingers and like the seem to be like claws, possibly. Um, and they sort of open the door, um, and he steps inside and then just sort of like uh regards whoever's on duty there, I suppose. And like, hello, I haven't been in here in a while, but I have people that are looking for someone that wish to speak to a what was the name again? Eldrin Forbray. Eldrin Forbray. Um, at the declaration of that name, a uh, a human man, um, blonde hair, um, kind of. It it has the look of typically being cut short, but has about three months of uh, or. Uh, including travels for about probably four or five months of extra growth. Um, and he perks up upon hearing his name. Uh, uh, you're looking for me, where? Are you Eldrin Fulbright? Uh, I am, yes. 
then yeah absolutely come here to yeah. chat of course um and during this uh uh Nizen just flips you a silver piece alton alton just grins a sharp tooth grin and just nods at him <laughs> um so um What is it that you want? Um, well, to get to the chase, we're here from the heads of the Hydra. Uh, we heard that you have gone missing. I wouldn't call it missing. I'm right here, am I not? Well, apparently they've uh, received no word from you. I assume you have a job to do. Oh, my, um, uh, my, my tall friend, would you like, would you care to join us? I can buy a drink or something. We're just having a friendly chat. Um, he, he directs this to Rue. Uh, Rue kind of looks a little bit, like, taken aback, um, and then kind of looks again over, like, the, any attendants that are sort of nearby. It's probably pretty quiet, because, again, this is a small village, but regardless. Um, you wish me to join with you? At the table for a friendly chat, as you call it. If you want, sure. How exciting. I you would might, like that. You might be able to know a bit about um, what this Eldrin's been up to, too. Yes, I can probably verify some things, although I do not know you so well, Eldrin. Though I have seen you about. Sorry, that's okay. probably not very comforting. You, that is just uh, in my periphery. I was not watching. And then they kind uh, of like turn, turn directly to Alton, even like before he responds. You do not need to worry about a drink. That would do me no good. Um, of course, no problem. I don't drink either. All right. So. <laughs> he kind of just turns back to... Um, Eldrin, and he's very much trying to like be intimidating, <laughs> kind of like leaning forward. Um, you do notice um, that the the scent of uh, sulfur is strong in here, like hmm. stronger than it is as it is diffused outside. Odd. What's, what's the sulfur in cooking? Is that like onions or something? Uh, uh, rotten eggs, I Rotten eggs, that's sulfur. the one. Yeah, I was just trying to like yeah. pin that down. Um, do you have, um, sorry, Eldrin, do you have like an egg that's gone off in your pocket or something? No. Um, what, what makes you say that? I mean. Such a ridiculous proposition. Something in this room really stinks. Well, anyway. Would you care to explain why you haven't been reporting back to uh, the heads of the Hydra? There has been nothing to report. I have been adventuring, I have been exploring, I have been seeing what there is. And it is incomplete. 
Okay, sure. But can't you see how uh, that might come across as people might just think, maybe this man has just died. Maybe this man doesn't want to work for us anymore. Maybe this man isn't doing his job. Well, I'm sure that there must have been magical means of reaching out to me if they were really worried. I mean, yeah. One moment. And he just, like, kind of, like, um, sails over to Nathan and is like, did the heads of the Hydra contact this man? Do you have any info? I've, I, I don't know anything. Do we start, do we start threatening him? <laughs> Is that how this works? I think a threat might be a little uh, extreme. Okay. Okay. A bit more of a slow build. Yes. Um, I would have thought that the, that the, uh, the heads of the Hydra would have used arcane means before yeah. sending out a crew. This is a very expensive uh, endeavor. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of money just to go into something that could have been in a letter. <sighs> okay. It sits back up and the face is illustrated. Hmm. Do you have any magical means of communication? Do you have a sending stone? Do you... How, how have you been... How would you give your reports if you had something to report? Well, I would typically write them in my journal and I would take them back with me when I was completed with my mission. I'm going to inside check this guy. All right. <laughs> that was a seven. A seven? Um, yeah, like, you don't see any reason to doubt what he's telling you. My insight check, check is a 17 in case that doesn't help. But obviously, Rue doesn't know this guy, so it's just a vibe check. Yeah. yeah well, that's fair. Um, so this this seems this seems to check out to you, Rue. Fair. Well, shit. All right. I think the heads of the Hydra just completely screwed us over. Are they? Are they I'm I'm actually quite new to the company. Do they do that kind of stuff? Um, from what I understand, um. They do whatever is financially viable for them. Yeah, I got that gist. And this is not financially viable, so... Weird. Real weird. All right. Uh, a tall friend, uh, Rue, wasn't it? What did you say, that he's been um, visiting the woods a lot? Yes. I mean, many of our folk do whether they be from around here or otherwise. There are many things in the forest. What kind of things? 
resources. There's only so much that gets washed ashore and creatures to hunt beyond what we keep. And otherwise, I do not know what your intention is, of course, sir. And he, like, looks at um, Forbury with no particular emotion. I just wish the other information. I thought you said you were looking for a friend, Dr. Alton Bainran. You do not seem to know a great deal about your friend. No, well, I mean, that was... I just met a person that's not a friend. Never met this man before. Oh. You know, sometimes they give the companies feel your colleagues will be your friend. I do not know, but that it makes sense. Meanwhile, uh, Tibble and Neris. Um, you're heading off trying to find uh, someone to. What 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 is it you're looking for, Neris? Uh, Neris is uh, looking for a couple of things. Um, the main thing he's looking for is some form of uh, not necessarily a shipwright, but sort of a a centralized trading location where one might be able to uh, buy supplies and um, potentially ship um, items, but looking around because this, um, this little hamlet, it's not, it's not connected to a dock, is it? It's, it's in no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, so, a little bit inland, but yes, it doesn't have a dock. Okay. So, yeah, Neris mainly would be looking for a place to uh, purchase rations, potentially some um, uh, wood and uh, crafting supplies as well. Um, but he would also be looking around for mainly like a vibe, uh, and he is going to try to anyone that he does uh, attempt to barter with. Um, he will try and build up a little bit of uh, not camaraderie as such, but like a, a level of respect to where Neris might be able to ask a couple of questions about the town to start with and then a few more specific ones later on. Okay. Um you managed to find, like, what what seems to be the most obvious source, I guess, of information gathering, um, is a one of the one of the larger buildings um, that seems to have uh, seems to have been structured in a way that uh, makes it resemble like it might be the the town hall, basically. Um, and you see that there is a, uh, uh, best you can tell, um, male, uh, Avarian out front, uh, tending to, tending to it. Um, 
and he spots you and he spots Tibble and he says, you are a stranger here. Yes? Um, Nurse will look at the captain. <laughs> I, uh, Captain Tibble Clover, pleasure to make your acquaintance. This be uh, Nerys, my quartermaster and dear friend. And what would your name be? Uh, I'm Salik. I'm the mayor of this, uh, this little hamlet. Ah. He notes for a second. Ah, Salik. Yes. Wonderful. I believe uh, our quartermaster may be uh, requesting some requisitions for our ship. Are you happy to give us the time of day, good sir? Do you perhaps have an office or somewhere where we can conduct our business? Uh, of course. Come into the town hall and I'll see what I can do for you. Uh, we don't tend to over hunt or over uh, deforest, but um, sometimes we get a bit more efficient than we expected. And well, if you've got some time, we might be able to send someone in to get some, some extra stuff for you. And Tibble kind of looks to Nerys. Uh, so Nerys is a little bit more um, quiet and kind of hunched over a little bit. Um, and he'll be agreeable to everything um, until we get into some form of office. Um, and then he'll look around, he'll take a couple of deep breaths and then... Um, He'll probably look over at uh, the captain, give a slight nod, and will immediately take over the conversation. Yeah. Um, when you do take in that deep breath, you do note that there is a heavy smell of sulfur in the air here. More so inside than outside? Um, from what you can tell, yes. So, <clears throat> thank you very much for giving us some time to have a conversation. Um, we are obviously um, travellers new to this area. We've not been here before. Um, to begin, I would love to um, be able to discuss with you the requisitions of some rations for the journey back uh, to where, wherever it is that we might be needed next. Um, do you have some basic rations that we may be able to either purchase outright or uh, trade with you for other goods that we may have? Sorry. Uh, yes, rations. Rations. Yes. Um, let me have a look at what we have. And he brings out, like, a ledger. He starts to kind of flick through it. Neris also has his notebook out, um, and he's started to write notes. And as soon as there was a, a little flicker of 
almost disorientation from the mayor. Uh, Neris, the little quill that he's got just almost freezes in midair. And Neris looks very directly and intently at the mayor. Doesn't say anything yet. Might I ask, while you're looking that up, what is, um, well, obviously, uh, you mentioned that um, you don't get many supplies in this area. What is it that um, this settlement is uh, known for? Oh. My knowledge, we are not known for anything. Um, we are a simple, small, uh, self-sufficient community. Um, sometimes visited by uh, people on their way through, typically. Um, we have someone who's staying long time at the moment, but that is uh, unusual. Do people not normally stay here? It is such a nice area. It is nice, but um, it is small. Um, many people don't think of it. Huh. What... Um... Is there a, um, just because I don't know how long we would be here for, but do you have uh, with you a, uh, a small map of the island? I think I have one in the, uh, the, the main hall. Just wait here and I will go and get it for you. Okay, thank you very much. That would be very kind of you. Um, and he... Uh, leaves and uh, just gently closes the door behind himself as he exits the office. Um, Neris is going to sort of rub his nose um, and in doing so will cover his mouth um, and will cast message to Captain Tibble. Something is happening. Don't know what. Uh, Tibble responds out loud and he's like, um, lad, I, uh, there was a reason I wanted to get you along. Actually, I heard some whisperings from the small folk. Just, uh, I don't want to say it too loud. Come closer. Because he's kind of like sitting on the chair. Does Neris link closer down to him? He does. As um, Tibble reaches a hand up to sort of um, put his paw on Neris's arm, um, and he starts to speak. You are overwhelmed 
with the scent of sulfur and an oozing orange tendril slips from the mouth of your captain towards your ear. Mitch, can you make a wisdom saving throw, please? I don't know what the DC is, but Darby sure does. I do. Yes, I can. Uh, that is an 11. An 11. That is not enough. Um, okay. Cool. So. Maybe it's time for us to go back to Alchemist. Yeah. Um, Alton and Rue. I'm nice. Um, <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> you're in this uh, conversation with uh, uh, this, this. Oh, you're you've broken off from yeah. your conversation. <laughs> um, oh, and what do you think we do? What do, what do you think we do? <sighs> I mean, this is a weird situation. I think Tibble said I could try to get, like, writing from him just being like, this is the situation. And then we go back to Tibble. Is that a bit possible? Um. Yeah. Damn, uh... I don't know, what, what's your reading on the situation? Does he seem trustworthy? I mean, I don't see any reason to doubt him. Beg pardon, sirs, oh, doctor, yes. um, elsewhere. Uh, are other persons? I have not gotten your name or designation yet. You are not being very quiet. I apologize, I have very good hearing. That was not very comforting, I'm sorry. I'm trying to work on that. No, no, it's... That's fine, it's fine. It's, uh, you, you stated the facts. Perhaps it would be best to speak about this elsewhere. I don't need to be present, of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. We probably need to go and find our captain and... I have to bring him back. Yeah. Alton <laughs> just kind of looks like dejected, just like scrunches up his face, like, oh, this situation is annoying. Is that what sailing life is normally like? Sailing life? Uh, not really. Mostly we just. We were done. Fought a couple of things. Oh. I cook meals and I heal people. Cooking and healing. A doctor and a chef. <laughs> doctor and chef, Alton Bainron. Just doctor, thank you. Just doctor. But yes, talented man. A talented man, a Alton Bainron. Interesting. And you are? And Ruin climbs his head at um, our friend. Nazin Kolel, a junior navigator of the Polaris. Junior navigator, goodness. You must have a lot on the ship. We don't see too many of them around here. May I ask what your flag has on it? 
for purely personal curiosity, of course. Uh, so. Yes, we, we have a, a staff. It's the primary feature of it. Oh, a star. No wolf? Uh, no. No. Okay, that's fine then. Good to know. Looking for a wolf ship? Yes, in a sense. My father, in caretaker, left on one some time ago. My condolences. I'll keep an eye out. That is most welcome and not necessary, but I appreciate it. <laughs> um. Where did Tibble say he was going again? Um, the markets? Yeah. Yes, I believe they were going to requisition something. Uru, where would uh, one go to requisition something? Yeah. Uh, town? Uh, yes, the markets, or they may have spoken with the mayor. They oversee most things. I hope sometimes I would be able to take you there if you like. Um, I collect things. Then that would be uh, greatly appreciated. Yes, thank you. Do you wish to do that now, then? Yes, please. Uh, sure. It's no Drew trouble. just immediately kind of just turns around and nods. <laughs> the authority of the captain might... Uh, might convince uh, this explorer here to actually give us something that we can take back to. That's what captains typically do, isn't it, I suppose? Very well then, follow me. It's not a big island, but it is easy to get lost if you are not thinking clearly. Thank you. Um, and so, you are you escort Nizen and Alton to the uh, the town hall. Um, Neris, as you take uh, eighteen points of psychic damage, do you take? Do you let out a cry at all? Psychic damage. Yes. I feel like he would in... Does he still have function of his brain? Yes. To a point? You are, okay. you are memory drained, though. So, you, uh... You take that 18 points of psychic damage, and you, uh... Whenever you make a... an ability check or an attack roll, you will need to roll a d4 and subtract that number. From the result, um, and you feel you feel like your mind is a little bit hazy. Not completely, like you still have your wits about you, but a little hazy. Okay. Um, 
<clears throat> that is not okay for Nerith. Um, I presume he probably would emit some form of noise um, and then would almost instantly just sort of retreat into his own mind and try and figure out whatever is going on sort of fighting through the haze and having the haze kind of close back in around him uh yeah I feel like that's um, where he would be Tibble <laughs> feeling um Neris pull away is going to is going to cast Charm Person. Oh. Um, and Neris, you would hear, um, Bab, just let it happen. Become one. Become us. Again, a wisdom saving throw, please, Neris. Is Neris aware that something bad is happening right now? Oh, yeah. This is not ten... normal behavior from the captain. No. The captain has not done anything like this previously. <laughs> no. Never. And the, cap- the captain is probably also slightly sticky. Yeah, so um, from that tendril that... Um, and when uh, Tibble spoke last... Uh, when uh, he cast that charm person. Um, Tibble the fighter, by the way, your captain who you know has no affinity for magic. Um, As he spoke to cast charm person, you would notice that the oozing tendril is still gaping out of his throat. His mouth isn't moving. And there's a slimy ooze that's falling from this mustard-coloured tendril that's reaching towards you. Oh. <laughs> anyway, how's that wisdom saving throw going for you, Mitch? Um. <clears throat> now, I think you... Uh... You do have an advantage because Tibble or whatever this being is has attacked you. Perfect. In that case, I will roll. <laughs> um, this is not ideal. Um, and technically, a saving throw is not uh, not something affected by your memory drain. Okay. So you don't need to subtract a d4. Uh, that is the 19. 19 is enough. Okay. So I feel some form of magic taking hold. Um, I managed to shake out of it. Is there still that kind of hazy vibe 
do I still have a tendril inside of me? Is what uh, I'm trying to get to here. No, you pushed away, so it's just yeah. reaching towards you. Am I still incredibly hazy? Uh, yes. You still... You're not hazy enough that you can't act or anything, but it's just its just like a little, little bit of brain fog. Happening. Uh, <clears throat> um, he's gonna cry out. Uh, Captain! And he'll attempt to take a few steps back mm-hmm. um, away from whatever this sticky octopus thing sticking out of the captain is. Yeah. Um, and is going to try and focus really hard on the front door to this place and try and almost embrace the fog in his brain and let it engulf him as he disappears and goes to the front door if possible. Okay. Um, so, Rue and Alton... You that along was very with smart because I was about Davis. to hold person <laughs> Yeah. Um, the two of you along with Nizen see uh, Neris appear in this puff of smoke um, in front of the town hall. And... Uh, what is happening? Uh, oh, hello. It's your quartermaster. He knows Stay spells, I see. back. Stay back. Something has happened. Uh, something has happened to the captain. This place is not okay. We need to leave. Something's happened to the captain. Danger. What's happening? Why can't I remember? Go. How do we get out? Sir, are you injured? That is for later. Let us go. What about the captain? What about the fish man? The captain is not here. We go. Where do we go? And he's gonna smack himself in the head a couple of times. Um, and he's opening and closing both of his fists uh, and just sort of staring off into nothing. Um, I, we... How can we provide aid? Don't... No. And suddenly he looks up and his hands freeze and he looks directly at our new friend. You've been here for a while, no? Yes. 18 years. Do you remember your 18 years? Does Rue? Rue does. Yes, clearly. What is the matter? 
Why does this place smell of sulfur? Now, can Rue smell the sulfur? I, I presume Rue can don't. smell. I don't know if Rue can smell. I don't know if Rue can smell or not. Yeah. Because um, I don't think he needs to breathe. No. Maybe faintly? I don't know. <laughs> so Rue can, Rue can... Yeah, Rue can maybe smell faintly. But that would not be enough to be able to pick up the sulfur in day to day. Um, I do not smell such a thing. I've noticed it. I, I smell. Just something happening. When the captain came back, he was different. He tried to attack me. He was using magic. That is unusual for your captain. Uh, incredibly unusual. I guess, like, sorry, quick question. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, has Rue, like, have all the locals always been like this? They're all just kind of weird? <laughs> um, Rue's weird, but clearly not in the no. same kind of weird. I'm uh, rapidly Romy, discovering. Romy a history. Romy a history okay, check. sorry. Excellent. I will check. Mitch, please continue. Uh, okay. We need to get out of this place. We need to get away from this building. 15, by the way. 15. Um... You have noticed ever so occasionally on late, there seems to have been some additional weirdness around certain people. Um, Like, not being seen out in public as much. Um, Still making appearances, but not being seen as much. Um, Excellent. And typically it's those who seem either the, either brighter or more powerful, or especially mm. both. And so Rue, well, we're very quick, like while Neris is saying this, is just sort of like twitching his head a bit as he's like thinking, um, and then they kind of suddenly go, people have been acting more erratically of late. And they have been stronger. I am not as friendly with the locals as I once was. Danger, you say? Your captain is in danger. And you care for him? Danger is a danger. And Rue looks over all three of them. Something has infected him. There is something inside of him. Hmm. And I have just re- quickly rolled an insight check on Nerez, which is what's my modifier? Okay. Um, so that's an 18. <laughs> uh, so this very um, very cautious private individual um, is suddenly uh much more hunched over than he was before um his arms are kind of almost out and bent in 90 degrees in front of him and his hands are kind of drifting in front of his chest um he's sort of um half crouched on the balls of his feet 
almost ready to spring at any moment. Um, and his hands, his left hand is starting to begin to twitch again. Um, and Rue kind of like crouches in sort of an odd kind of way, not in front of, not, not in Nerys' space, but closer down. Um, and their eyes kind of flash like a brighter, like blue. Um, and he's like, your captain is danger and you care about him. I will assist. You are safe. We will investigate. Do you require my assistance? I believe I do. Is it and uh, is it okay? And they, they hold out a long hand. Um, Neris does look at it and flinch um, it's a slow flinch but he does almost recoil back up again um, if that says, does not provide comfort that is not needed something happened when I got close to the captain I don't know if it will happen if anyone gets close to me That is an experiment to run, perhaps, but if you are concerned about it, we will avoid this. I may have someone that may assist. I do not know the locals here that well anymore. I have been to many bridges, but I have someone who may help. If you are not unsettled, that is. And it's kind of. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's at that point that the door to the um, town hall opens. And... Uh... Um, so, you see Tibble, and also behind him, the mayor, and also behind them, another bird creature that you don't know. And all three of them are oozing with this goof. And it's like, um, it's almost this horrific moment where you all are unable to move. And you see Chibble's jaw is unhinged. Um, there's five or six tendrils floating out of them. Um, the, the mayor has several tendrils, um, coming out from where his eye socket should be and some from underneath finger, fingernails. Um, and the third who you don't really recognize seems to be this swarm of tendrils that sometimes you catch a glimpses of the creature or the person that it was trying to be underneath and 
from the mouth of what has taken the vision of your captain, you hear, but don't see, resonating voices in the tone of your captain's voice, in the tone of the mayor's voice, in the tone of this other figure that you don't know. We are all blessed. We have taken over this time. Give yourself in to us and we will put you somewhere safe and the world will know us as you as with your captain. He be in the eternal sleep and we be him. We hunger for your knowledge and your memories. You can be safe and free from the fears of the world. Asleep beneath the ground while we walk as you. Give in to all rights. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. See you next Bye. week. Keep on sailing, guys. Goodbye. <laughs> hey, you're this Captain Trippy. Straightforward mission. Yeah. yeah. Rue is incredible. Rue Friday straightforward. is great. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> I'm excited for actual Tibble to get to talk to Rue. To yes. meet Rue. Oh I wa- my god. That's the thing. Like Tibble I was hasn't met Rue yet. Yeah. I was I was like slightly disappointed that you you did go like straight away before meeting Rue. But also I love the idea of just like you getting back just like who the fuck is this? <laughs> Who the fuck is this? <laughs> yes.